Blog Talk Radio. Sam Ravina on tour with his latest album, and we are premiering new songs from Michelle Lewis. First time on American Radio. It's Music Friday Live. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Friday. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan here on Music Friday Live. And uh, first of all, I want to say welcome to all of our listeners on the CyberStationUSA.com network and on um, the Artistic Echoes Network in England, who are going to hear us tomorrow. So, you know, because it's tomorrow. Well, you know what, what I mean. And also welcome to everybody who's listening to us on Stitcher and on podcast uh, later today. Incidentally, if you have questions or comments for our guests, call us at 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions to musicfridaylive at gmail.com. If you're listening to us on a podcast or if you're listening to us in England or later tonight on the stations in the East Coast, go ahead and email the questions. We'll forward them on to our guest. Our first guest who's on the line, Sam Ravina, he's on tour and his bus is winding its way through the Santa Clarita Mountains uh, north of L.A. because he has a gig tonight in, in, in L.A. So we may lose him from time to time, but don't worry. We have his music, and he will exit the mountains at some point and return to civilized signal space eventually. So let me introduce him. Sam Ravina's music, uh, it, well, actually, it just makes you feel good. He released his self-titled debut album in 2017 after spending years as a sideman for top bands. So it comes as no surprise that the Berklee College of Music graduate is a seasoned touring musician and has produced and collaborated albums for many national acts. What is surprising is that he's done this largely from his base in Lake Tahoe, California, not known as a hotbed of music production, but it is now thanks to his prior projects. Um, his, his powerhouse funk band, Rapple Sauce, and the reggae dub project, Samly Man. Uh, he's releasing his 14-track album. That's right, 14 tracks. Fragile, today, featuring smooth music and many great guests, artists. So we are proud to premiere it here on Music Friday Live. Sam, I hear the voice, the the bus in the background, so I know you're there. Welcome to Music Friday Live, and I am so happy that we were able to connect with you. Hello, Patrick. Hi, everyone. Well, you know, Sam, in some ways, your music is at least this album. Sounds like silky smooth R&B, very laid back. But your music hasn't always been very laid back and relaxed, has it? You've done some funk in your life, haven't you? Uh, yeah, for sure. Um, I had a band, um, Rapple Sauce, the first band that I that I fronted. Um, that was just, you know, a hundred percent funk um, and just riff and gritty and horns, and um, it definitely wasn't smooth. That was definitely in your face, big band, ten pieces. So that's kind of like where I'm coming, where I'm coming from with the, the, the origin. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, wh- why don't we give our audience a little sample of what we're talking about with this album, and then we can come back and talk about how it is you got here. So this is I Like It Here.
that that kind of has a Sam Cooke feel about it. Um, and you've said that this album explores the themes of the fragility and the fluid nature of life. In fact, the very title of the album is Fragile. But, you know, Sam, your music just makes people feel comfortable, uh, not fragile. I mean, is, is life comfortable for you or do you feel fragile? Like, you know, like I'm sure everyone can relate. Life has its ups and downs. Um, there are times when life's comfortable. There's, there are things that I've gone through that have inspired me to write the music that I did on this record. Um, you know, as far as, as health, uh, health and injuries and relationships and all of that, that's, um, you know, kind of what I've learned and what I was writing about is that you never know what's around the corner um, and you never know where life is going to take you. So well, that's where, right now, where I got the, the title right track. Now, yeah. Yeah, well, right now life is taking you down uh, Highway Five through Los Angeles. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not complaining. I'm yep. not complaining. Uh, one of the reasons I wanted to talk with you uh, is that you have, like I said, you've produced a really big album. There's 14 songs. I get a lot of albums that are only mm-hmm. 10, um, but this album kind of brings romance back into music. You consider yourself a romantic? Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. I leave that right. sure. <laughs> uh, even when you're on a bus on Highway 5, you're romantic. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, I want to play another song of yours uh, that is kind of the epitome of being romantic. Uh, and this is um, Can't Be Replaced. Don't you know that I would walk a thousand miles Just to put a smile upon your face and you know that all the love that we have shared, no one could take your place. Don't you know that I would walk a thousand miles just to put a smile upon your face? And you know that all the love that we have shared, no one could take your place. you sing there, don't you know that I would walk a thousand miles just to put a smile on your face? And you know that all the love that we have shared, no one would take your place. Um, was there a particular girl that inspired that song, and does she blush every time she hears it? <laughs> um, yes, uh, that was inspired by um, my partner at the time. Um, and uh, I'm not sure if she's heard it. We lit up <laughs> um, about five months ago, um, right around one, the time that I was wrapping up the album. Um, she's uh, she's an awesome person, um, classical pianist, and, um, and we're still we're still friends. And, um, so I'll have to send that 
that song to her too, soon now that oh. it's out. Um, <laughs> but but you, yeah, as of right now, there's no there's no girl in particular that okay. I would be singing that to. Oh, well, you know, now that you said that, we're going to get inundated with emails from girls who are, who want to make sure they meet you at your at your um, your upcoming <laughs> gig. <laughs> so you never got to to sing that song to the girl in question. Oh, I, I did many many times. I wrote that song okay. probably a couple years ago. So okay, um, I've been I've been playing it live for for quite a while. Well, when I said that you bring romance back to music, um, I didn't mean to imply that that there aren't romantic songs on the album. There are, there are many, but um, your romance is kind of in your face, if I can use that term. How did that happen? How did you evolve from funk and side band, uh, bass playing in other people's bands, to create music that stirs emotions? And, and emotions, frankly, that many artists today just kind of ignore. Um, yeah, I mean, definitely, uh, I would say uh, my origins at, at going, going through uh, Berklee College of Music, I would say that while I was there at Berklee, um, there's, there's just a lot of complexity and a lot of, uh, they, they push a very jazz, um, based curriculum, not saying that there isn't modern music there, but Rapple Sauce was kind of like my rebellion against that. Um, I just didn't want to do what everyone else was doing. There's a lot of neo soul and like hip hip hop and jazz influenced soul music going on while I was there. So I kind of. Um, just wanted to do something different, just do something super simple and, and funky, but I, I've always been a huge fan of, um, of old-school soul, soul music, of neo-soul music, um, and uh, it's always been something that it's kind of been inside me, and I've always written songs from that place. I just didn't really perform them until, um, you know, a couple years after I got out of school and um, just exploring what I wanted to do next. Um, I had a bunch of songs written already and um, decided, all right, I'm going to put these songs to um, to work and put them on a record. Um, got a great band together last year. Kind of explored more of the um, the more mellow, soulful stuff that I had been, written, been writing for years um, and just really enjoyed doing that. So decided to write more and you know, as a songwriter, I've always, you know, just written about what I'm going through in life. Um, and uh, and I guess what I was going through was a, just a more, a more tender, more thoughtful um, period of my life than I was when I was, you know, a late teenager, like in my early 20s. Um, just kind of like my sentiments got to be a little bit more serious, a little bit less playful. Um, and I started writing um these songs that were, you know, less about just dance and party and, and more just thoughtful and, um, you know, romantic, like you said, or um, or just more con- contemplate, um, contemplative. Um, so no, I, I don't know who it was. I forget who it was that said it, um, a singer-songwriter, said, uh, um, good or bad, life always provides materials for songs. So yeah, I, that's for I, sure. I, yeah. Um, now, w- what years were you at uh, the Berkeley College of Music? Um, so I graduated high school in 2008. 
So I started there in the fall of 2008 and uh, graduated um, in 2012. I took a year off in that period of um, in that period of time um, okay. and tra- traveled a lot. But um, yeah, I was there for uh, for about five years on and off in Boston. Okay. Uh, our our next guest is also a graduate of the Berkeley School of Music, uh, Michelle Lewis. But I think she was she was uh, there a little bit before you. Um, and as you probably right know, <laughs> there are dozens and dozens and dozens of Berkeley College of Music graduates here in Los Angeles. Are you going to see uh, any of your classmates while you're here? Yeah, for sure. Um, we played a show at the Mint last uh, was it last Friday. Um, and I saw I saw a couple of my friends um, that day, and uh, and I I'm talking to a couple of my friends that might come to the show tonight. Um, yeah, big community yep. of uh, Berkeley alum in LA. For Absolutely. Sure. Did did I hear you say you were here in LA last Friday? Yes. Yeah, we played at the Mint last Friday, and then we played at, in Costa Mesa yeah. um, on Saturday, and then we. No wait, it was Thursday. Um, a lot of the dates we were, we're like thirty something shows into the tour right now, so a lot of the dates are going together. Thursday we were at the Mint. Friday we were in Costa Mesa, and then we went to Santa Cruz. We were around Sonoma County for um, a few days, and then we just played in San Francisco last wow. night. We're yeah, you were at the bottom of the hill club last night. Beach. Yeah, 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 it was a great uh, show last night. I'm beginning to think that that. Um, um, your your biggest expense in this tour is gasoline because you're putting a lot of miles on. Right? Yeah, a lot of miles, uh, a lot of miles on the tour for uh, sure. Well, you know, if I recall, you once referred to your, your music as um, yacht rock. Do you still think that way? <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, I mean that the track that you just played is super influenced by you know that era of soul and rock when um, pop music was um, this was very um, intricate and smooth and soulful and um, inspired by a lot of jazz and, um, you know, artists like Kenny Loggins and the Doobie Brothers and Steely Dan and, uh, um, you know, that, that yep. era of, of soul and, um, you know, the blue-eyed soul, whatever. Yacht Rock is kind of a new term that's been coined to describe that style of music, but um, I'm definitely influenced by that um, a lot. That song that you just played was like we were listening to Steely Dan and Kenny Loggins, and, <laughs> you know, Michael well, McDonald a lot. Well, whatever you call it, I like it. Uh, let me remind our audience that we're talking with uh, Sam Ravena, and uh, you can talk with him too. You can call us, 347-215-7511. But I notice a lot of you are starting to email uh, email us, uh, but I'll give the email address anyway. It's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let's go to some of these emails here. Uh, Remy in San Francisco um, wants to know, first of all, she says, I saw you at the Bomba Hill Club, okay? And she wants to know, is was R&B and soul a big influence on you? Who did you listen to when you were growing up? Right on. Hi, Remy. Um, fun show last night. Yeah, uh, I would say that, I mean, I've always listened to a lot of a lot of Motown, you know, Stevie Wonder, Al Green, Marvin Gaye. Um, but, you know, a lot of my, like, growing up, my parents listened to a lot of James Taylor, 
and Eric Clapton um, and, uh, you know, Bonnie Raitt were probably the three big ones that were getting played um, in, in my house. My brother gave me a Sly in the Family Stone record when I was like 13 or 14 or something like that. It totally changed my life. Um, that's where I got like heavily into funk music. Um, wow. But uh, yeah, it's kind of like the grow my my early early inspiration. Uh, Velasco in in um, San Diego wants to know what instruments do you play? Do you play anything besides the bass? Um, yeah, I do. I do play. Um, uh, I play guitar a lot when I'm touring solo with Eric. Uh, that's I'm opening our acoustic guitar. Sounds like you're going around a curve or inside a tunnel or something. So um, since we're losing you, I'm going to play a little bit of that music until we we get you back, because I know we're going to get you back in a minute. So this is Pendulum. We're going to continue with the emails uh, and and ask a, f- a few more questions uh, because we got him back now. Okay, you're back. Um, Bush in New York City wants to know: Have you ever played in New York City? It seems like we could. It would be a good place for you. We could use the calm. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Yeah, um, we were in New York City uh, in September. Um, I do come to New York City um, a lot. Um, probably a couple times a year. Um, I play at Rockwood Music Hall, um, and uh, we played at Hill Country Barbecue in Manhattan last time um, we were there. I think it was September, September 17th or um, 18th or something like that. But uh, yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for, for for the email. I'll be in New York City probably before long, maybe early next year. We have two emails that ask almost the same question, and, and that is, will you come play here? One of them is from Moria in Boston, and the other one is from Affliction 25 in Austin. So have you ever played in any of those cities? And Of course you played yeah. in Boston. <laughs> yeah, because you're yeah, from Boston, played, aren't you? Played a lot. Yeah, played a lot in Boston. Um, yeah, I, um, I grew up in southwest Florida, but um, I went to school in Boston. We played at Center City Winery in Boston. 
um, September. Sorry to have missed y'all there. And we played in Austin just a couple, um, just about a week ago at the Continental Club. Um, both cities, I love Austin and Boston, um, and plan on coming back. Luckily, Austin, uh, where I live, Austin Arena is a pretty cheap flight right now. So I've been. Of course, I love Boston. I have a lot of family and friends and um, and a lot of clubs there that I love playing. So hopefully I'll be back soon um, when I do some East Coast and Texas um, Texas stuff. Um, I was talking with my friend Cass Haley. I'm not sure if anyone is familiar with Cass Haley. He's a Texas reggae soul artist um, out of North Texas. But we're, we've been talking about doing an Austin show or a little Texas run together um, here okay. soon. So hopefully that happens. Well, I, I don't know him, but when you say Texas uh, reggae soul, I'm, I'm interested. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, well, you yeah, know, you mentioned, you mentioned Reno. So I, I can't let Lake Tahoe go by. For our national yeah. audience, let me just explain, uh, and our, also our audience in the United Kingdom, Lake Tahoe is the largest lake in California and Nevada. It's a huge, beautiful, forested, crystal clear lake that that straddles the state border. And it hosts skiers and in the winter and hikers in the summer. And on the Nevada side, it has legalized gambling. So gamblers are there mm-hmm. all year. Um, it's a very laid back place, or at least it seems that way whenever I visited there, which has been many, many times. Um, now, I understand you came from Boston to Tahoe. Um, were you a ski bum? Is that why you came to Tahoe? <laughs> That's exactly why I moved to Tahoe. Um, my uncles lived in Tahoe for pretty much my entire life. My brother lived in Reno when I moved there, and I've been visiting Tahoe, um, going skiing for um, for as long as I can remember. And I just I wanted to move out to Tahoe, like you said, to be a ski bum. And, um, and I fell, I totally fell in love with the area and I started gigging and teaching and working on records for folks in the area. And I started making, making a good living there. So I decided not to move. Um, and I love it. I love it there. It's my home. You know, it definitely is a laid back place, but at the same time, people really get after it, um, in the outdoors, skiing and mountain biking and um, and it's just a really awesome, beautiful, healthy place for me. Um, and, and, and obviously, I love it very and obviously much. a place, obviously a place where you can record music too. So, and I didn't know there yeah, were any recording studio studios there. there. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, we we recorded this record at my drummer's house, my drummer John Riley, who is a fantastic drummer and engineer, um, and we recorded it. We recorded at his house, and I finished it in my studio um, before I brought it to Syracuse, New York, to, to mix it with Jason Jocko Randall okay. at Morse right. Studios. But well, yeah. we are getting a, a little tight on time. I mean, we, we could talk about Lake Tahoe and and that area uh, <laughs> all day, right? Because it is yeah, so much for sure. fun. Um, yeah, and uh, I I know that. As we as we as we just mentioned, you played at, at San Francisco last night. You were at the bottom of the Hill Club. You're going to play tomorrow yep. night. Uh, is it tomorrow night or tonight? At St. Rock and Hermosa. 
tonight. Tonight, tonight. Okay. the beach. All right. Yeah. So for all my Southern California friends, um, Hermosa Beach, a great club, the, the St. Rock. Uh, you should really, if you haven't been there, you ought to try. Go early for dinner because they really serve good food, and then they clear all the tables away uh, for, uh, for dancing and, and the band. So um, if you're in Southern California tonight, St. Rock in Hermosa Beach, and um, you'll really enjoy it. Uh, why don't we play, I got one last song, and the song I've got is the title song. So why don't we play Fragile? doesn't exactly sound fragile. It, it sounds more like it's, it's bulletproof freeform jazz. Um, <laughs> why did you call way to put it, it fragile? Why is the, uh, the album fragile? Um, yeah, so I mean the, the lyrics on that one um, that uh, they're just about um, the 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 lyrics in that would say life is fragile don't you see um yeah and um it goes on to talk about you know once once right now like you're in a place where you're under attack and just like that you're you've made it through um or you, you know basically like or like life is easy right now and just like that you're like going through the thick of something it's just like you, you never know what's coming up next um, and uh, that that you know everyone everyone goes through it from life to death. It's like life is a journey, and it's fragile. So hold on, you know. <laughs> kind okay, of, all right. Kind so of sort of like of uh, being on a on a cell phone through the Santa Clarita Mountains. Uh, yeah, exactly. You never know. Right. You never know when you're gonna cut out. <laughs> yeah, that's true. All right. Well, well, we are going to to, to cut out in a minute. But I did want to, uh, to play a little bit more of Pendulum because we kind of cut it short. So I'm going to play about uh, 30 seconds more of Pendulum, and I have a question for you about it. So here's Pendulum. All right, that's Pendulum, uh, and like I can say I just we just got a few seconds here. But are you playing anything on that besides the bass? 
Um, let's see. On that one, I'm not playing um, anything except for I played synth bass on that one. Um, okay. But, uh, yeah, it was kind of an interesting arrangement. The synth bass, guitar, drums, and horns. Um, yeah. It's very, that's why I wanted to play a little bit of a twite, because it's a very interesting arrangement. Well, unfortunately, we are out of time, and I know you've got you've to wind your way down to Hermosa Beach, so we're going to let you do that. But uh, I want right to thank, thank you, you for Patrick. Well, thank you so much for, for calling us from the tour bus from the middle of the mountains. I really appreciate that. Yeah, my, my pleasure. I, I appreciate uh, you having me on. I appreciate everyone else turning it, tuning in. Before you leave, where can people get your new album and where can people follow you? What's the best place? Um, the, uh, the album is live on all of the major platforms, um, iTunes, Amazon, um, all of those. The, um, the best place to buy it if you have a, uh, have a laptop or desktop computer is my website, um, Sam Ravenna, spelled R-A-V as in Victor, E-N-N-A.com. Um, that uh, that's where you can buy it directly from me. Um, but if you are on a mobile or um, you're doing streaming, I'm on, I'm on iTunes, um, all of that. Um, best place to follow me is probably Instagram. That's where I post the most, and I put uh, I put stories up from the row where you can see where I'm up, what I'm what I'm up to, and um, okay. kind of like a little behind the scenes look. Uh, but I'm also on Facebook and Twitter and uh, and all of that. So. Um, okay. Well, drive safe. Drive safe. And thanks once again uh, for being with us. That was uh, Sam Ravenna. The album is Fragile. It's a big, wonderful album with 14 songs on it. And if you're in Southern California, you can hear him tonight at the St. Rock Club in Hermosa Beach. We're going to take a very, very quick break now and come back and introduce Michelle Lewis. So don't go away. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archived CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA, always on the go. And let me just say, if you are listening to us on Stitcher, you can uh, send emails, uh, questions to our guests, and we'll forward them on. Oh, I should reintroduce myself. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host here at Music Friday Live, and you are listening to uh, us interview people live and play music, and we're, we're getting you ready for the weekend. And our next guest, I wanna, our next guest is really special, Michelle Lewis. She just sings sepia notes. Uh, when I listen to her music, uh, and I've been listening to her music all week, my world shifts from the here and now to nostalgia. And that's nostalgia for my past and also for past that I did not experience, but which she lays out in her songs. Um, and they affect me deeply. And it's not just her voice, although her voice has a very warm, intimate quality that kind of seeks into your consciousness. And it's not just her songs, although they dig very deep emotionally and they give you an opportunity to cry and sometimes a good reason to laugh, too. Um, it's kind of the home that she creates in your mind with songs that, that, that seem to 
to come right from her heart. Michelle comes to us today from Boston, although she's in Los Angeles. Uh, she's got her third album, All That's Left. It's not yet released uh, in the United States. We're going to actually pre- premiere some of the, the songs tonight for the first time on uh, American radio. And we are very pleased and proud to welcome Michelle Lewis today and introduce you to All That's Left. Michelle, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hi there. Thanks so much for having me. Well, Michelle, let me just say that this album is stunning. Uh, we listened to it and all your other albums all week. And I think it extended our lifespans about 10 years because it made us feel so good. Right? <laughs> oh, that's so nice to hear. That's amazing. Uh, when you were recording it and putting it together, did you realize how good it was going to be? <laughs> Um, I mean, I think it's always hard to know. I can't separate myself from from the song so much. I can't really step away from it and know what it sounds like to other people. Um, but, uh, you know, when we were recording it, I, you know, I knew we had some special tracks on there. And um, I wasn't, I remember thinking, you know, because I didn't write it, you know, it's not a concept album. I kind of just wrote all the songs over the last year or two and put them together and um it's funny because i wanted to make sure that they that they fit together as an album um and so when i went to put all the songs in order they just kind of i thought i was gonna have a really hard time but they kind of just fell into place and um yeah we're really excited about the about how it turned out well you know you you said you it was not a concept song but you wanted to put the album uh songs in order and they fall into place they, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but they seem to, to tell a story that, that begins with loss and then kind of ends in understanding. Um, am I anywhere near what you were thinking? Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, you know, I think early on, you know, someone asked me if the album had a concept and I hadn't really thought of it before, but um, there really is kind of a theme of loss running through the album, hence the title, All That's Left. And, um, but I think there is, you know, a good amount of hope and understanding in the album as well. And that's part of the reason I kind of ended on the song that I did. Um, it's kind of a, you know, sweet little lullaby type of a love song, um, that isn't free of trouble, but it's, um, I think it's full of comfort. So, um, hopefully that's kind of how people feel about the album as well. Well, why don't we uh, give our audience an opportunity to tell? So here's the first song from the album, and it's Push On. When you're scared When you're tired When you're breathing in the only sound When you're
lyrics in that. Uh, well, just, just just let me uh, read one here. When you are numb, legs are heavy. When your whole body is breaking down, though we got to push on. You know, at first those lyrics made me think of your song, Run, Run, Run. Um, but mm-hmm. about the third time I listened to it, it seems to me it's, it's more just to like about daily life, you know, getting through the daily obstacles that we all have to overcome, some of which involve love and some don't. Am I anywhere close on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you nailed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I co-wrote that with my friend Robbie Hex down in Nashville, and um, we had a few. I had a few things on my mind, and um, some of them were physical. Some of them were the everyday. Some of them were hearing friends, you know, um, lose love and they all kind of were wrapped up into this idea of you need to keep going and, um, persist. And, um, you know, that concept has kind of, I feel like has been very important for me. And I think all of us in the current and without getting too political, but the current state of America, um, you know, so I think it has a lot of it can, it can be like the very minuscule one thing in your, in your day-to-day life. It can be that small or it can be, you know, this big global idea, <laughs> you know, of humanity. Uh, so, yeah, I think pushing on, you know, and none of them, it, it's not less significant just because it's smaller, you know, because it's significant yep. to you. So I think, yeah, you just, you need to keep, going you know it's okay to stop and pause but you need to keep going at the same time so uh, you mentioned uh, one of your co-writers in that Robert Heck and I just want to point out to my friends and uh, all of our listeners in Nashville that he's playing this weekend at the um, um, the Centennial Craft Fest in Nashville which is a big deal um, so you get oh, a chance cool. to, yeah huh? but I want to ask you when you co-write something that personal whose emotions are those that's a good question um well I think hopefully they're everybody's you know I think that's that's kind of the my point of songwriting is that it might come from me and and a place in my brain or heart but um hopefully I'm someone's going to relate to it on their level as well you know I think that's I think that's the songwriting at its best so um you know the ideas might come from, from one or both of us, but at, at the end of the day, it's kind of a, a more general concept of, you know, of being able to relate to an idea. Um, even if you have specific personal examples, you know, someone is going to be able to pull from that and put their own personal examples into it. And, and that's, that's how they relate to it when they hear it. Well, it, it, it worked. Um, I also love the the very sophisticated percussion in that song and, and how it's almost a counterpoint to your guitar playing, but it's perfectly woven together with your guitar playing. Was that hard to do? Um, that was all my producer, Anthony J. Resta. He's amazing. He's an amazing producer, but his main instrument um, is drums. And so, he, he's just a fantastic drummer and he always, we actually kind of start, I'll play him a tune, but the first thing he'll, we'll do is, you know, get a good beat on the metronome and then he'll, he has this tiny little, like this, like little beats keyboard. And so he, he will set the, 
set the pace of the song and then we'll kind of add a little beat to it. And so that's actually one of the first things that we figure out um, is kind of the percussion and the beat that we're going for. And then we will build it around that. Um, So, you know, first it's my part, then it's that, that part. And then we kind of build the rest. So the percussion to push on actually was one of the first things that came. um, And I think we ended up using that little beatbox in the actual track you know it was so good when we when we first came up with the concept we ended up using it on the, on the track so that's really cool it, it it is really cool i i could and i can and did listen to it all day um but i want to change the mood a bit here i want to change the the okay. mood with a, a different song and this is dancing in the dark so much I could just probably just sort of spend the rest of the show listening to it but we can't uh, you have certainly <laughs> made Bruce Springsteen your own there uh, why oh, did you pick thank you I think go ahead go ahead oh I was going to say I think that's the best compliment you can get when you do a cover well it, you, you've, you've done it uh, but I, I wonder why did you pick that song for this album? Uh, how does that fit into the larger story and, and the musical portrait that you're painting on that album? Um, well, first of all, it's the first cover I've actually ever put on an album, um, which means that it had to be pretty special for for me to want to put someone else's music on my album, you know? Um, And I think there's no doubt that Bruce Springsteen is very special and that's probably his best song ever. And, um, but I, you know, I heard, I had heard that song a hundred times leading up to me learning it. um, And I, I just kind of heard it differently one day, you know, I, I kind of just, I don't know if I was down the, the black hole of YouTube or something and heard the song or just heard the song randomly and thought, Oh my God, it, it just hit me in a different way than it had ever hit me before. Like I was really listening to the lyrics because you can be really distracted by Bruce Springsteen and the E street band and the hype and the, you know, the, the rock and rollness of it. But if you listen to the lyrics, it's such a moody folk song. And so I just thought, oh, well, this is obvious. I have to play this. You know, I have to do my own version of this as an actual moody folk song. (laughs) Oh, Um, okay. Because that's what I do. So, (laughs) so, um, I, yeah, I spent a whole weekend. um, I think my husband was away that weekend. And so I kind of did this, like, didn't leave the house for 48 hours and just really, really got dug in deep to this song and came up with the, guitar part and I just loved it so much that I decided I you know I started playing it live a few times and I thought 
I think I want to record this. You know, I think this is good enough to record. And then after we recorded it, I said, I think this is good enough to be on the album. So, um, it, <laughs> and you it know what? You were fit. right. I, <laughs> well, thank you. It, it, uh, let me, it uh, did fit the mood of the rest of the album. So, yeah, it was just kind of a had to do it. <laughs> well, I'm glad you did. Uh, let, let me remind our audience that uh, we are talking with Michelle Lewis, and you can talk with her, too. You can call in. Three four seven two one five seventy five eleven, or if you're sitting there at work and you've got your headphones on, which I know a lot of you are, you can email us. You can email us. Oops, here come the emails. You can you can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail dot com. Let's take some of these emails here. This is from Sally Sad in Boston. Oh, right. Um, and Sally Sad uh, wants to make sure that quote. Don't be seduced by the sunshine in L.A. You should write some more Boston songs. <laughs> well, Sally, thank you for that, first of all. And go soft. <laughs> um, <laughs> and don't worry if, if you – so the album was released today. So when you hear it, Sally, you will, you will know that I have not been seduced by the sunshine. <laughs> At least not too much. That being said, it's not it's not a completely downer of an album like we talked about before. You know, there is some hope and there is some comfort and there is some joy to it. So as well, right. but but there are still some of those classic sad Michelle songs. So um, don't worry, Sally. <laughs> there, there's sunshine among the uh, the snow and the late tea, tea trains. Um, Mayberry <laughs> in Madison writes. Um, as a singer-songwriter, you seem to get quite sure what he means here. Uh, you seem to get poetry at times. I'm not sure. I think there, I think there's a typo in his um, email here. So why don't we move on? Maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the next one. Um, this is from Nancy too in L.A. Um, can I get your L.A. show details? Will you be in Hollywood or in the Valley? Oh, my goodness. Hi, Nancy. Um, thank you so much for asking. As a matter of fact, my official album release show is tomorrow night at the Hotel Cafe, second stage in Hollywood. Um, so I have my dear friend Mary Scholes opening up the show at 7 o'clock. Um, so get there early. Um, you can still buy tickets online um, at hotelcafe.com, um, and, or you can buy them at the door. But um, it's just $10. The show starts at 7, and I'm on at 8 o'clock. So please do come by. Okay. And Mary Schultz is a friend of mine, too. Tell her hi. And that, uh, sorry oh, I'm missing you, too. Yeah, <laughs> so I've, I've been to many of, many of her shows. And we just got uh, an email back <laughs> from Mayberry in Madison uh, with an apology for his uh, autocorrect. He says, as a singer-songwriter, you seem to get poppy at times. Are you a mm. pop singer? Um, I wouldn't, it's difficult. I wouldn't call myself a pop singer because I think, I think that's a whole different genre. Um, but I might call myself a folk pop singer. Um, I, you know, I think that my songs do have, um, or some of them anyway, do steer towards, you know, a strong melody or a catchy refrain or chorus from time to time. Um, but there's, I think, Pop music is still quite different. You know, I have some friends that are 
just pop songwriters, you know, and I know they wouldn't call what I do pop music, you know, because it's still so far from what they do. But I think there's definitely a lot of crossover. Um, You know, I call myself a folk singer because at the end of the day, I'm always, I'm usually on stage alone with a guitar and it's all lyric driven music, but I don't know if some of the proper traditional folkies would call me a folk singer either. So I'm kind of, I'm just in that middle ground where there's a lot of overlap um, between folk and pop and singer songwriter. So, Well, you, you could go to Folk Alliance and see if they throw tomatoes at you, but there's probably. Well, I've been a couple of times and no tomatoes. So that's good. I think I'm still in, I think I'm still in with that crowd. <laughs> well, I, I said in the, in the introduction that your songs are, are sepia toned, at least for me, they, they make me nostalgic, uh, even for memories that are yours, not mine. Um, is nostalgia kind of a comfortable place for you, or is that a place that you just can't avoid when you write songs? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess I tend to drift into nostalgia, um, you know, kind of no matter what. Again, I think it's like a relatability thing, right? I, I think in order to make a song relatable, it has to be, um, you have to have a little bit of that nostalgia for people to draw from. Um <laughs> So, yeah, I don't think it's conscious. I don't think I'm consciously thinking, how can I make this nostalgic? But, uh, but I think it creeps in there every, every so often. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it does. Um, I was also thinking of your 2014 song, Lost in L.A., where you sing um, Lost in L.A. without you. And, and you know, you just said, told us you're going to be playing in L.A. tomorrow night. So this is not completely foreign territory to you. But that song makes me think that um, there's – kind of always a, a, um, a real strong pull to home for you, that you always want to get back to that place of comfort, um, that that's where the nostalgia comes from. And I don't know, maybe I'm just overthinking this. No, I like that. I haven't thought about that before, but you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Um, I all think, right. Yeah, I think we all kind of want to just get home is comfort, right? And so there's yeah. nothing better than feeling at home somewhere. And so I think just that feeling of home is also love. Right. And so I think I'm always writing about a place where you can feel love and see beauty in things. Well, I want to play another song that talks about home, although not about love. This is how. song you sing where is the place that I call home how did I get here where do I go and that's that is part of why I think that sometimes what your songs do is that you is they pull you home they pull you home they pull, they pull us home but in that one there's something that's kind of strange about it and that is the percussion, the percussion has a bit of Latin in it, a Latin B, like almost like there's bongos in the back, although I know there's not. 
which doesn't sound like Boston to me, which, so um, <clears throat> I don't know, how did, how did all that get put together? Um, well, you know, we wanted to keep this, my producers and I wanted to keep this song more on, we talk about kind of fading into pop every now and then. I wanted to keep it a little bit more on that pop ballad side. Um, and so we knew we wanted to have some good drums and because uh, it has a pretty catchy chorus and we wanted something that drives the song. Um, and again, Anthony J. Resta just killed it on the, on the drum performance. And I think, you know, again, that kind of that same process of playing the song getting talking about what kind of feel we wanted we we put the little beats on it and then they were uh, we liked them so much that you know sometimes we put the little beat box on it and it doesn't make it into the song but again I think we we liked it so much that we um either put that directly or recreated the beat I think um with some different um instruments acoustically and digitally so it works very, very nicely. It, it makes the song, the song kind of stand out a little bit from the, the rest of the sepia tone. It's like sepia tone with this little soft electric line through it. It's very, very well done. I just love it. Um, we're, we have oh, time for one more you. song. You're welcome. And uh, I saved the best for last. This is the title, uh, title song, and this is All That's Left. I spoke to you that day said all the things I never got to say before you took your love away and all that's left is yesterday that's what I mean when I said your songs are sepia they make me feel memories that are yours <laughs> and, and which, was that hard to write was that painful to write um, or was it long enough to go so that the memory is, is not painful um, actually, that one was really painful to write and really difficult to write, I think, because it was so painful. Um, I had to rewrite. I thought I had written that song, and I had to re- completely rewrite all the verses because it, it just wasn't any good. <laughs> and, I, wow. and I knew it, and I, I tried. I was, I was trying to force it. I was trying to do this concept that I had in my head of what I wanted it to be, and it was bad. And so I, I'm glad that I went back and said, no, this is not the song. This is not right. And I went back. I completely redid the lyrics and the melody to the verses. Completely, completely different. Wow. Um, well, and, it paid off, obviously. Yeah. So, well, thank you. Um, <laughs> like I say, you, you make me experience your memories there. 
unfortunately, oh. we have to experience the uh, the tyranny of the clock. We're just about out of time, but but <laughs> remind our, our our Southern California listeners once again your live performance coming up. Tell them about it again. So the official album release party is tomorrow, Saturday, October 20th at the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood, California. Um, you can go online and get tickets in advance at hotelcafe.com um, or on my website, michellelewismusic.com. You can also get tickets at the door. It is $10, and the show starts at 7 p.m. Okay, and it's in the uh, the second stage, which is the intimate room there. It's really nice, but it does mean you do need to get there early. Yet you should buy your tickets online or you'll walk up to the, the podium. And my friend John will say, sorry, we're sold out. And you don't want to hear that. So get your tickets online <laughs> no. and get there early. And, uh, for those of you who don't know, it's on Coenga, but it's not on Coenga. You got to go around the back actually to get into it. So park across the street on Selma, walk around the back and uh, it's second stage. Okay. Where should people should go to get the new album? I should let you guys know, um, but, oh, I was going to just say, um, I should also let people know that, um, that we're offering um, a free $20 credit with the Pavement app. If you use um, apps to park, you can download the Pavement app. And if you put in the code, all that's left, no, no apostrophe, just all that's left, um, you will get a $20 credit to park free at the Hotel Cafe. Wow. Now that's worth it. <laughs> because the parking since right. I've been going there has gone from $7 to $20. So that's definitely worth it. So where should people go yep. to get your album? Um, number one stop is michellelewismusic.com. Um, there you can buy a hard copy of the CD if you're old school. And um, if you want to download it, you can link to iTunes. Um, you can stream it on Spotify. Um, but if you go to michellelewismusic.com, you can find all of those links there. Or you can just search okay. Michelle Lewis, All That's Left in iTunes or Spotify or Bandcamp. Um, okay. any, anywhere you like to get your music, it'll be. All right. All right. Thank you so much for being with us today. This has been a delight. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan from Cyber Station USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates here in, in England. Like our Facebook page, follow our Twitter feeds, and we'll give you real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our in, our, well, we don't have an intern right now because our intern, Angelina Sereno, got her own radio program. Uh, download this and other Music Friday programs at blogtalkradio.com or on iTunes. We are off next week. We're going to be at Dia de los Muertos, so, but we'll be back on November 2nd with uh, Neva Soul Diva and Vincent John. Check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we'll update you on all our guests. Meanwhile, have a great musical weekend. I'm tomorrow night.